This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody and welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Divinity. This is a comic book show where we take the books in the past week, recap them, review them, let you know what we thought of them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. I didn't do that, did you? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> then I'm going to rely on you to promote what is coming out this upcoming week you think you should check out. Nice. While I, uh, you know, vamp a little bit later and try and get my own list together. Uh-huh. But I'm sure you saw what I would recommend, so I could just leave I that in your one capable hands. Uh, we wanted to mention this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you are some of the lucky few who are watching this show live, first of all, thank you for joining us live. This is a live show. We do really thrive on the live, as it were. It is <laughs> mine. I'm taking it. That's going on a t-shirt. I really appreciate you uh, giving me the copyright for that, whoever came up with that. And uh, so, yeah, if you're watching the show live, you're the sponsor of today's episode. All you got to do to sponsor today's show is use the super chats and leave a question or a comment. We'll read it here on the show and the proceeds will go into this whole engine. And uh, so we'll continue to thrive, mm -hmm. continue to live thrive. Uh, hey, so if it's you, what, uh, what, 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 what book do you want to talk about? Actually, before we do, I wanted to give a quick shout out to the fact that uh, there's, a, there's a great comic shop in... Uh, New Hope, Pennsylvania, yes. called uh, Phantasm. They have a warehouse, which I think they kept to themselves for the longest time, and then they opened it up to the public about a week ago, and this past Sunday we went there, and they have about 90 long boxes full of dollar comics yeah. and $5 trades. Yeah. And if you look behind us, you can actually see the, uh, the I don't know, the winning, the, the, the result of our, of our hunt. Nice. Got a ton of stuff. And uh, I'm very excited about the, the future of this channel and the future of our reading experience because it's going to be a lot of fun. Right. What, what are some samplings of stuff that you found? Um, Christmas Rose. <laughs> I've got this real problem with these sorts of, like, stupid short story, like, holiday. But I also got, like, most of the original floppies for, like, the doll's house, Sandman. Nice. So, like, that was, like, thrilling. I also got there. Fuck this way. A sixteen oh two number one. Mm -hmm. Talking back here. I'm talking to back here. Mm -hmm. you can't see live studio. And you audience. can't hear them either. No, they're they're very quiet. They're very no. respectful. They're mine. I got like a big stack of wizards, and they were appropriately priced. They were a dollar each, which is exactly how much wizards are worth nowadays. Maybe less. Uh, and I also got this swell toy fair. Uh, you did. Yeah, which no, has my did. favorite sketch in it of all time from the from the Toy Fair. And I gotta world. tell you, they did a good job of like being very responsible. Outside, they had you know X amount of spots available, and uh, yeah, then we were allowed to go in. You know what I mean? Like, yep. So it was cool, and like everybody really stayed away from one another. That's the thing. By the that... way, who that any. Turns out. Yes, that's what I, w I thought I wanted to tee you up for was, was your PSA about glove use and when it comes to never, the, the long boxes. Never have done that. Not the kind of person who would really think about doing that. But like literally we were all done. We were, I mean, like we flipped through so many long boxes and like masks on all that. And when we were all done, I looked at the gloves and it was just covered in like gray. It and, was just and like black, black, and, like, gray, just, just, maybe a little brown in there. Just just all the dirt that was on the comics, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no matter what, though, just 
hands afterwards. Yes, even if you're not gonna go the yeah. extra route and wear the the gloves, at least wash your hands when you're done. Not enough, I think, to use the the, the hand sanitizer. Not for that. No, no. Not so for that. yeah, uh, wash your hands. Use those things. Um, all right. There. We're trying something new with the audio, so yeah. Fine. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. So, uh, yeah, let's jump into some books. Yeah. Some books that came out this week that we think should that, that be read. Yeah, let's, let's do it. There you go, Gorgon Fish. You're welcome. Um, anyway, um, I read uh, definitely some Marvel stuff this week, read some DC stuff this week, and read one indie. Basically, we're going to not chat super much about the indie because it's awesome, um, but die came out oh, yeah. this past week. Uh, we recommended that last week. And I still do. It's die number 12. Um, this issue was more of a political thriller than some of the past issues have been. Like, obviously, politics play a role in the world of this RPG. Um, but we really kind of delved into it there. And um, then, at the end, we had another surprise character show up. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, uh, what was this? What's so, what's so surprising about that? That it was H.G. Wells. <laughs> oh, that was a name. I was like, who cares? Like, so John, this new character shows up in your die book. Nope. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of fun. So, yeah, I was like, you know what? The Bronte thing worked out. I'm trusting it. Here we go. It's H.G. Wells. Nice. Let's do it. Time, yeah. time travel. Yeah. Stories. Uh, cool. So you recommend it, though? I still do. I wouldn't jump on here. If you jump on here, you're going to, like, when we talk about jumping into the deep end of the pool, this would be like jumping into, like, the Mariana Trench. <laughs> like, you're like, just, where am I and how can I find my way? Um, that's how it would kind of be. So I, I highly recommend you go back, grab at least the first volume. If not the second volume, I don't know if remember if the second volume is put together yet and out, but like the first one's know. definitely out. So you can go grab that and then jump on board. But like, it's, I pitched it before and this is how they pitched it too, where it's just like Jumanji and D&D and it's dark and there's like political intrigue and there's, you know, just people dealing with, like, real-world emotions and, like, you know, what's real, what's not real. Like, it, it's very cool. <laughs> really does make you think. And H.G. Wells is in it now. And now H.G. Wells is in it. It's another If you weren't already point. on board, now you can enjoy H.G. Wells' awesomeness. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we both read a lot of, I'm sure, this stuff. So I'm not going to get into Batman just yet. Uh, we talk a little bit about Empire. Okay. Now, how much of Empire did you read? I read... Empire Avengers, I read Empire X-Men, I read Empire. Yeah. And that's it. I did not read Hulkling. I did not read Spider-Man. Did Spider-Man come out? I was no. trying to go by the checklist. I was like, no, I, I didn't. I don't go by the checklist because they've reduced the amount of books that come out on that checklist now. Right. And also, I have no idea. Like, No, I just read those. Yeah. So I didn't bother. But mm. yeah, Empire X-Men, X -Men, Empire Avengers, Avengers. Avengers. And Empire 2. Okay, and Empire 2. That's, that's what I read as well. That's nice. what I bought. Because oh. um, I can't, you know, I don't, I don't believe in tie-ins necessarily. So, um, but because... I'm, do you believe in drip root coffee? I do not believe in drip root coffee. <laughs> no, I, I don't, uh, I don't like drip root coffee. So I'm not, uh, you know, but I don't like coffee in general. So mm -hmm. it's really not about any of that. That's fair. But uh, 
Yeah, I've, I'm notoriously against tie-ins. I really don't believe in them. I think that they're bad, uh, particularly for storytelling. Um, but we just got out of... We're, we're still in this pandemic, but we just got out of the two or three month lull in comics. I'm going to give them a pass because we're trying to get people into comic shops, trying to get like the revenue going. Um, a lot of people are kind of hurting, so it doesn't really help everybody because mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're, if you're nickel and diming your audience after they had a hard few months, you know, it's not going to help everybody. Right. But uh, yeah, uh, so I'm giving him a try. I, I'm only reading the ones that, that in some way might appeal to me. Yes, and of the two tie-ins, one of them definitely appealed to me, and the other one had some bad art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, we'll, we'll get into both of them in just a minute. But before yeah. we do, I wanted to mention that we did have a super chat from Brian Rollins. Thank thanks for all the great content. Thank oh, you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. For your for your help, for your support, and for your contribution, really, really. Um, oh, we also got another one uh, from Philip Croy or Croys, who says, "Isn't it, isn't it weird that Teddy's alias is still Hulkling despite having zero connection to the Hulk family?" Loving cash from Australia, from Austria. Well, thank you. Oh, nice, Danke. Uh, yeah, the the whole uh, uh, mystique of that character was like he was a smaller Hulk, a Hulkling, if you will. He was green. And then the big reveal, the big surprise in Young Avengers was actually he's a scroll. And it was like, oh, that's a neat idea. Yeah, it's weird that they're still calling him Hulk. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. Um, so yeah, uh, let's talk about Empire Avengers because, eh? Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. This was written by Jim Zub with art by Carlos Magno and or Magno. kind of where the problem was. Yeah. Like I didn't really, like the story was fine. I didn't it no at all like you know obviously we're trying to together like a whole bunch of avengers yeah i i uh, the cover made me think it was going to be something else really it I, did I just i was just like whatever like we got to talk about what the avengers are doing because they're part of this even though this is not the team team no this is not the team from the book right so like this is kind of just what are other avengers doing yeah Um, because you know when the shit hits the fan all the avengers have to assemble that's right like past president <laughs> I, guess. Uh, I think the cover is by McNiven, which is the one that blew, we- which, which is w- what confused me about this issue, because throughout the book, I kept thinking, did McNiven draw the interiors? Like, I didn't pay attention to the credits page. Um, but no. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought that the cover evoked a feeling of like, hey, it's going to be another issue. We're like, we're going to pick a team that's best suited for this situation. And I don't know why I thought that it's a tie in. It has nothing to do with the Avengers. I think it's because of my, the hope in my heart right, right, that was right. like, and please that- stop, please stop the Aaron Avengers. Like, it's just so horrible. Just like stop. create a new Avengers team, uh, which is actually the topic of an upcoming Elseworlds exchange. We're going to be doing soon. Um, but yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah. So this is just, it's what are the heroes Boots on the ground doing about the Katadi invasion. Right. And so we get to check in with some Avengers we don't normally see. Mm-hmm. And Zub, I think, did a really nice job balancing the characters, infusing those characters with uh, what you'd expect from them. Yeah. Uh, we got to see those characters like interact with other characters we haven't seen in a long time, which is a lot of fun. I was happy that we got a lot of that. Got a lot of good character work in this story, we despite did. it being a lot of action. We did, but there's also like a confusing character who involved in this book and the X-Men one, and I was like... Yeah, oh, that was just a complete like, well, wait a minute. Did you coordinate? And that's the problem but with tie-ins. also, to be fair, though, we don't really trust them in the present day 
no. in the X-Men one. So maybe it does work out and it's okay, but I still gave me pause. At least for- the X-Men one does tell you how the timetable, though. I think it was a month ago. So we know what Wanda was doing a month ago versus what she's doing in this issue. Yeah, no, it's fair. But um, yeah. But for me, like, the event issue issue yeah. is comes down to art was not terribly well done. And that, to me, sometimes makes a book feel like it's less important and not Well, that certainly is what a tie-in is all about. It's about giving someone who doesn't have, uh, like, a regular job sure. an opportunity. Well, it's about testing them, no, really. And that's, and that's fair, because, like, I feel like artists should have a chance to break into the industry, because there's only so many of the jobs. big jobs available. And so, like, this is a really good opportunity. And I'm not saying it's the worst art I've ever seen by any means. It just wasn't consistent, and it wasn't what I thought it was. No, and I don't know why, and I think it really had a lot to do with the cover. For me, I, I kept thinking McNiven, and I kept thinking it was just, he was having an off day. I didn't think that at all. I just was like, oh, this is a little unfortunate, because like, a lot of the plant people, the bodies like, look, and the way they're drawn in this, really good. It yes. really falls down to people yes. involved, and how it's just okay. It's just not very strong. No, I agree with that. Um, I, I, I agree that the weak part of the book was the art, unfortunately. Yeah. It was interesting to like hear like Zub's voice for Quicksilver yes. almost becoming a little like Magneto, <laughs> which is like that's cool because you know Zub <laughs> wants them to be the children of Magneto again, right? But I do like that too. Yeah, it was like a little like wink or yeah. just wrong. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like that was kind of fun. Yep. Um, it doesn't focus. It, um, on any one character? It doesn't focus on any one character, but it definitely is like, hey, here are some characters you probably haven't seen in a while, like Wonder Man. Dr. Voodoo. And Dr. Vo- well, Dr. Voodoo is in another book, but like here he is anyway. But I was thinking like, you yeah, got Wonder Mockingbird Man. and Wonder Man, and you got Quicksilver. I'm like, that's a really interesting team. Yeah, we haven't seen them since Zub used them in the last No, no Surrender sequel, uh, No Road Home. Right, but like what a fun like, like sort of streets team. Yes. You know what I mean? Like obviously Quicksilver, definitely, and like Wonder Man also. Wonder Man cosmic level, but cosmic like level. he's also a pacifist, so he's yeah. off the table. And he's riding in a car. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, and he's riding in a passenger <laughs> seat. Shotgun. Yeah, it, it, a little <laughs> odd, but yeah, I agree. But like it, it was like that stuff was kind of fun. Um, then you get the other like team up of like, you know, Kazar and Black Knight and Wanda Maximoff. Yep. Like you know, going off to the Savage Land, which was like an area of the planet I didn't even think of being affected by this. No. And when it happened, I was like, oh, oh. crap. Like, yeah. damn it. Like, of course. Of yes, course. that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, I also love, like, there, there's some inconsistency with respect to the art versus the character, because, like, you know, I guess you're you're kind of assuming you know where Wanda's headspace is at. Yeah. And then, like, when she uses her powers, sometimes she looks totally evil. And you're well, like... She is using thoughts. Right, so it's supposed to make her look like she's, I don't know, almost entranced or possessed or whatever. But it was just kind of like, listen, she's... All, ever since House of M, she's been on an apology tour. Like, yeah. maybe don't use the demon. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, I thought there was a surprise in this that you would be all up on mm-hmm. in this issue. Uh, are we there yet? For me? Yeah, for, for the you to end. talk about it? Yeah. Well, yeah, and like there is an end moment to this where I was like, admittedly, this... Yes. But it, and it's drawn well because it's not a person. Right. And well, and that's the thing. Like, the Katati <laughs> look 
neat. They look neat and they look really good. And I don't know if that isn't the reason why this artist didn't get the job for this because right. like they do look admittedly very cool well like, and, and and they look well rendered like it's actually like really if it was just a book about them talking to each other or even fighting mm-hmm. i'd get it in fact i might even have been more lenient on the art if this was switched with our other tie-in book because of the nature of what you see and what you're getting really? in the x-men book oh i like the art that i love the art I in that, that but i thought good. like but because of the grotesque nature of the katati and how it's like see no i think that that worked out well because since hickman was still part of that book he's like no all the x books have to have a very specific styling to them right and so like i'm like no that makes sense. no that's true but well, the other thing for me was like there's no rhyme or reason between between the designs for these plant creatures so like uh, uh, you know i'm like they look cool but like is there any consistency between them i think there is like i think admittedly that there is i mean like they, they kind of have their own thing yes going on speaking of things by the end of this book it's revealed that in the savage land that um the katati have brought forth man thing which i was like duh right and i didn't think of that and that's <laughs> super clever and so like high five to zub yeah. For that use, for that pull. And because it's Zub and not like, oh, I don't know, R.L. Stein, you can expect that Man Thing will be treated with some dignity and respect. I hope also, so. well, he's also being possessed. Yeah, so it's he's, gonna... he's enthralled right now, but he's the only one who yeah. is enthralled in the Savage Land. Um, no. Because Shayna is also. Is also. And I was like, how are they working that one? Right. Now they have some sort of spores. Yeah, well, which, is, which I haven't seen used. No, but like this is kind of well, they do here. They throw no, them but out. I mean like in anything else. No, like, they're, they mind mentioned, control's a thing we got to worry about. They mention I don't know if the spores are, but they mention the spores in the other tie-in. Yes, in the X Men one. That's right. Um, but like here, this really works for me because it's like Zub is a well-known like guy who knows D and D, and there is something very D and D about how oh, this, forming your party, forming the party. Well, I also mean like how the Katati work. How there's like Katati warriors and there's Katati mages, and it's like you gotta <laughs> you gotta take out the mages first, guys. They're just gonna keep hammering you with spells. You gotta take them down first. Right. If they have healers, them especially. Yeah. but you know what I mean. Like, well, and with Man Thing, now there's an encounter. There's yeah, yeah. There's like a there's like a mini boss. We gotta we gotta deal with him. But take out some of the side guys. Too. That's right. That's right. Um. But like that's there's something very fun about it, like that element. The art just really didn't work for me in this book, and like it, it, it kind of killed it. And like I really hate um that was it Zabu. Yes, is rendered for a yeah. lot of this book. Like I really don't like it. But like that end end image of Shayna and Man Thing standing together, the two of them look really great. Yes, and like Man Thing bursting out of the crown looks really amazing. Yeah, I think he's just suited for covers. I guess, or maybe just like. Less, like, less humans. standard human individuals. But like, Zabu still doesn't look great either. And no. I think it's because, like, Zabu's a saber-toothed tiger and keeps looking like a lion with saber-tooths sometimes. Yeah, it's... I mean, admittedly, I thought he was a lion with him because yeah. like, in the e-reader, it shows you, like, Captain America mm-hmm. and what looks like a lion. I was like, that's a cool image. Right. Just Cap with a lion. Yeah, Cap riding a lion. Where's where's that in the Savage Avengers? Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. Right? Sadly, it's not a lion. No, he's not. But anyway. But, but anyway, so like this happened. Is there anything super important from here? No. I, I don't think so. Utterly if disposable. It is. I mean, like, if instead you are like, man, I really love when people go to the Savage Land and I really like Man Thing. Or Black Knight. Or Black Knight. You know, they, or, or characters you don't normally see. It's right. like, hey, look, Quicksilver's being used and, he, and he's acting like Quicksilver. Yeah. Hey, look, Black Knight's here and he acknowledges that no one's using him anymore. Yeah. Then... Maybe this is for you, but otherwise, I don't really see this playing heavily into the main storyline right now. No. 
Um, so like it may not be worth your dollar. Uh, probably not. I think there's only three issues of this. So yeah. if you've already bought the first issue, you're a third of the way through the series. If you're in any way concerned, here's the thing. Three issues, this will be in the hardcover for Empire. So you don't have to worry about waiting for, the tr you, you know what I mean? Like you can, yeah. just, you can just wait for later. Uh, if you do like these characters though, send a message by buying this book because this features those characters. Mm -hmm. But tell Marvel why you're doing it. Don't just buy it. Be like, tweet at Marvel, email Marvel, send the letters page uh, editor an email and be like, I love Black Knight or I love Quicksilver or I want to see Wanda used properly. I don't want her to be a boogeyman. Like, use them in this way. But nicely. But nicely, yeah, yeah, please, yeah. But that's the way that you get things done and changed in comics. You need to do pre-orders, and you need to make your voice heard with your wallet. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, I think this is a sweet gig for Zub. I no. wish it were more of a home run. Yeah, I do too. And honestly, I wish that, um, that Zub had the opportunity to write for some of these teams, you yes. know? Well, and Zub has proven himself along with a number of other authors when he did those No Surrender stories, Al Ewing, Mark Wade. Uh, but Zub, I think, with his run on Champions, can do a team book. Zub for Avengers, by the way. Uh, but, like, I honestly feel like this is a great opportunity for him. He's showing a big story that also can easily be a tie-in because it will not be referenced or utilized in any way in the main Empire book. Like those characters, I, I could, I could feel the conversation that happened in this, in this book where they were like, who are you not going to use in empire? Mm -hmm. And they gave him a big list of action figures. And he's like, sweet. <laughs> where are you not going in empire? Right. The well, savage land done. Yeah. Well, or there could be like certain things where it's like, there are a couple of in the main plan, like in the like grand scheme of like, you know, the story they're like there's a couple of ways we're not going to go yeah. but that should be addressed right or like it would be cool if we did it i we didn't even get a chance to do that yeah yeah like if slot and ewing were like i wish we could get we could have gotten to the savage land you mm. know they would have been a big thing so i was like well, i got that yeah and only three issues you like it's not much of a uh investment no it's true of time money mm. again i i don't know if i i recommend it to, to people who are just like i'm kind of interested in empire yeah I don't blame you. You know what I mean? I don't blame so. you for not wanting to recommend. Mm -hmm. uh, I read Daredevil from uh, uh, Zdarsky and Chichetto. Uh, this is the issue in which they reveal Daredevil's new costume, which is, for all intents and purposes, his old costume, um, with a couple of, like, more modern, realistic twists. Mm -hmm. The boots work a little more like real boots. His clothes are clearly, like, not a, a full onesie kind of thing. Um, it's not like they just drew a body and then and then just colored colored it, it and put a logo on his chest. Yeah, no, it wasn't necessarily that. There's folds. It's 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 a great looking book. Uh, I have to say, uh, this is one of my favorite series from Marvel. Uh, it's one of my favorite series from Zdarsky. The book itself is and has been an excellent series. If you were like, nah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering about checking it out, should I start with issue 21? No, it's the end of the arc. I would start with like the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's only 21 issues. It's only three volumes, I think. So that's not bad. Uh, but this issue in particular is great. It's the, it's the aftermath of the big battle for Hell's Kitchen, uh, where Matt is essentially wrapping up uh, the, the arc in which Matt is guilty of manslaughter mm. and he's not sure what to do and he gave up being Daredevil to do it. Actually, it's one of people's favorite moments for Spider-Man because Zdarsky knows that character as well. Right. infused him into one of the issues earlier. And basically Spider-Man's like, don't be Daredevil or I'll kick your ass. Right. And Daredevil's like, fair enough. 
if you were a big fan of that moment, you might have a few thoughts about what happens in this because Matt's like, I wasn't Daredevil and things still happened. It's kind of like with great power, power comes great responsibility. Like if I don't act, mm-hmm. bad things will happen. Right. If I do act, bad things will happen and maybe I can help mitigate it. Okay. That doesn't really come up in this conversation. I'm just more illustrating it as a Spider-Man fan. Uh, but the fact is, Matt realizes I can't not be Daredevil. Right. And so, but I'm also guilty of what I've done. Mm-hmm. So what do I do about that? So Matt gives himself up. And so as he's being taken away, Foggy Nelson intercedes and he's like, I think I've got a Marvel-esque way of of getting around this problem. Okay. And what they've basically discovered is uh, there's a a law in the books and God knows what book appears in She-Hulk, another Daredevil run, doesn't matter. The fact is superheroes can provide testimony. Oh. And so if superheroes with their identities intact can be legal authorities, then that means that superheroes can also be charged for crime. So Matt Murdock can't be charged with a crime necessarily because he was Daredevil when he was doing it. So he doesn't need to reveal his identity. Okay. He can still be charged. It's very legalese. If you're like a legal nerd, you're like, no, that's kind of fun. How are they going to enforce that shit? But essentially Matt like goes that angle. Okay. And so he gives himself up as Daredevil and he faces his charges as Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, there's a big dramatic moment in which that occurs. Between that, Spider-Man shows up at Daredevil's house and he's like, you're Daredevil again. I got to throw down with you. And Matt's like, you don't know the situation. Screw off. Okay. And Spider-Man's like, okay. Like, it's the exact antith- antithesis of the scene everyone likes from the last story you saw right. Spider-Man and Daredevil in. Uh, also, I think there's a whole there's a whole element in here where like you don't where I think Spider-Man doesn't know who Daredevil is anymore because of reason secret identity shenanigans. OK, I like um, the suiting up. It's I gotta, really I gotta tell cool. you, Marco Cicchetto. Yes, is amazing. Yeah, he is like a new hotness when it comes to his superhero work. It's because you've got the grounded grit and the realism mm-hmm. that like people expect from modern comics mm-hmm. without losing the dramatic flair that you need in a superhero comic yeah i'd say it's also like there's something like very like statuesque about his figures but he doesn't lose the fluidity that's right in it like, they don't look static but they look heavy like yes. everybody has a real weight to them, and Agreed. it's really really cool and i'm not just talking about king yeah no it's true <laughs> although he does he does a great kingpin. i'm not thrilled with chichetto's kingpin really i like it's I, a I, little more real than i like i'm okay with it i want to I, I want the you like want Sink, uh, Sinkevich. Yeah, some blend between Sinkevich the- and, like, uh, uh, Mazzucchelli. Okay. Uh, you know, the kind of, like, he's big, you know, eh, mm-hmm. more Frank Miller. But in any case, it's, it's cool. It sets up the new status quo while also still carrying over the story. There's no, there's no bullshit. It's also a very tight book. You know, you're only getting what you need as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, what the author wants to indulge in mm. and the tease for the next issue like come on iron man's gonna face off against daredevil and we get it through this pictorial image of the iron devil the iron devil like what's happening also is that the doppler effect is bullseye coming back a lot of really cool stuff it could be just the image of daredevil and using his radar sense yeah. which was used in full effect in this issue Mwah. excellent book excellent run how how often do you get 21 perfect issues? 
very rarely. You must read Daredevil Whoa, if you love put, Daredevil. Putting a lot of a lot of pressure here on, on Chip. Well, it's like here's the thing. What's a perfect ham sandwich? You know, it's not going to make you cry. It's not going to blow your mind. You know, it's not. It's but just it, a sandwich. It's just a great. But like, it's so rare that you're just like. This is excellent. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, the bread is just the right consistency. There's a good crunch, good give, good mouthfeel, good, like, amount of bread to, to condiment ratio. You know, it's not going to change your life, but it's also not going to disappoint you. It's just, it's just worth remarking. Hey, a flawless Daredevil run. Yeah. That's so rare these days. So if you're someone who hasn't ever read Daredevil, can you just start at the beginning? You can, but I don't advise it because okay. it also builds. Like, it's... It is a good way to, it is a good place to start, but I would start someplace else so you don't have that experience that so many comic book noobs have where they're like, I want to start reading Batman. Uh-huh. What's the book I start with? Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> no, technically that's like the last Batman story. You don't start with the greatest stories. You start with the middling, the middle level, the stuff that's like solid. Right. When you want to read Spider-Man, you don't read life story first. You wait until you love Spider-Man to read Life Story. And that's the problem is a lot of people were like, I've never read Spider-Man or I've only given him a half a chance. I'll read Life Story, also by Zdarsky. And you're like, eh. Right, right, And it's right. like, of course you're like, eh. You don't care about Spider-Man. You need to read the other stuff first. You need to read something that gets you into it. Right. I would argue read Born Again. It is a perfect Daredevil story, but it's so far removed and it's older. You can be like, eh, Frank Miller's overrated anyway. Bleh. Like, you know what I mean? And you could still, then you read Zdarsky's and you're like, oh, I dig that. Right, right, like, right. Like, oh, I, I appreciate it because I have the experience of reading some Daredevil. And that's the thing is that like, all you need to do is read a run of Daredevil, like a couple volumes of any other run. And you're like, I've got the content. I would advise Anne Nesenti because Anne Nesenti has like, it's just, ugh. There's only there's only up from there. And I don't mean because she's bad. I just mean like how more depressing and miserable can you get than Anne Nascenti's run on Daredevil? <laughs> so yeah, check that out. Okay. There uh, you go. Love Daredevil. Did you read X-Men Fantastic Four? No. Uh it's also by Zadarsky. It's by the Dodsons. Uh I will only say it's you may have forgotten this book exists. I did, because we talked about it the other day. No, but I'm saying most folks because have of the art. forgotten. Yeah, the art is Something we'll get into. Yeah. This is the last issue of this X-Men Fantastic Four crossover in which the question is, will Franklin join the X-Men or will he stay with the Fantastic Four? Ultimately, the story is uh, the X-Men fight Doombot Sentinels. The Fantastic Four help them. They save the mutants. When they win, the X-Men take the Latverian mutants with them to Krakoa. But the question is, does Franklin join? Right. Or does he stay with the Fantastic Four? And the answer is yes. What? Both. It's like he's going away to school, but with a Krakoan flower teleporter right nearby. Okay. So he can, like, go to Krakoa and hang out, but he can also have dinner with the family and be in Slot's Fantastic Four book. Ah. And also, I guess, be on a ship in the middle of space dealing with uh, two child... Or, you know, yeah, representations of the Kree and the Scroll Empire. Yeah. Yes, he could okay. still be an empire. Okay. Uh, the other thing that was the big surprise at the end was that, if you recall, in the very beginning of this story, uh, Richards built a machine that could block Franklin's X-Gene to keep him from using the Krakoa teleporters. Yeah. Xavier and Magneto accompany Franklin on his trip back home to dinner. Uh-huh. And they don't stay for dinner, but they do, do go meet with, with Richards. And Xavier's like, I'm taking that out of your head. You can't make that any. And normally I would have made you forget that we had this conversation, but I want you to remember your place. 
You know, like just in case you were wondering if the X-Men are assholes or if Xavier is completely different from the way he normally is or should be, but has actually at this point primarily not been, uh, then yeah, no, Xavier's still a dickhead. I, I, but I appreciate that because then he's the Darcy's playing ball. Oh yeah. Like he's just like, okay, so you're over here. That's what he's going to be. Well, like and also like here. if you were kind of like, is it like, what's, what's Zdarsky's opinion about the X-Men? It's still pretty, it's still pretty low. Like it's still like, you're a bunch of weird cultists who all have sex with each other. Like okay. it's still creepy and weird. There is a beautiful, and it's only graphic, there's no art whatsoever, depiction of how we show Richards forgetting how it worked, uh -huh. and we see the plans for his machine, and the next page, a couple of things are missing. <gasps> a couple oh. of words are missing from the design. Yeah. Like, you just see how it works, and how it functions, and where the clone, and then... I also love the idea that, like, Reed Richards' head is like this. Yes. Like, it's literally, like, a, like, you know, Google Drive of, like, PDFs and what have you. Right? Right, right. <laughs> and then, and then we get the last page, which was, of course, Oh, uh, that's great. So good. Love I, I love, I loved that. The art is not great. It's, it, but it, it's consistently not great. It has been as not great as it's, it was you know when the book started. It's not the worst. It's just, it's a little inconsistent, I feel like. Agreed. I feel like um, the Dodson, there's like maybe a little misstep here and there. I mean, they're working on a um, independent book. Yeah. I think it's called Adventure Man. Yeah. That looks pretty consistent over mm. there. I don't know if maybe it's just they have more time to work on that or whatever. I don't know. But like, there's just, there's, it's, there are still moments of brilliance, I yes. would say. But it's not like that from start to finish. No, uh, it's not like Marvel Knight Spider-Man or any other book you love by the yeah. Dotsons. And I, and the Dotsons are still doing cover work and they occasionally do interiors and like they are, they display a level of competency that comes with the territory of being the Dodsons. Mm -hmm. Like they know how to lay out a page. They know how to depict a character. They mm -hmm. get emotion and faces and they, they can do it all. Yeah. Or they have been able to do it all. I don't know if it was deadlines. I don't know if it's maybe that they're just like picking and choosing their projects and their strengths. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It was, it was consistently not great. The covers are better than the interiors. And the Dawson's did the covers too. Yeah, and, but they are like, hands down, they are spectacular cover artists no matter what. Right. Um, yeah, agreed. So, I don't know. Like, they're just, I, I love them for that. Um, it could just be, a, there was a push. You know right. I mean? It could have just been there was a push to get this out. I feel bad, too, because, like, you, you, I, I feel like there's no way this book wasn't already done. Like, this mm -hmm. was the one that was delayed, and the momentum for this series is done. It, mm -hmm. I, I felt really bad, because you know the sales were really low. Yeah. I haven't even looked, and I know they're really low, because, like, they just consistently, it just, it just got effed by the, by the virus. So, you know, uh, I don't recommend this series. I think it was fair. I think the story was a great idea. I think the momentum was like was like I said, uh, wrecked. Mm -hmm. Um, and and the art doesn't carry. Like the other thing is, this is a this is a moment in time. It's not like a big like oh man, this will stand the test of time. I'm gonna yeah. have this hardcover edition. Like it's, right, right, right. it is a moment in time. You know, until the big thing after Ten of Swords and after whatever the, the Hickman's heading towards, mm -hmm. you're gonna be like oh yeah, I remember when they crossed over and we didn't know all the stuff. I legitimately thought you said tenosaur, like some sort of like. Ten dinosaur kind of ten kind. horned, the the, the pentasaur, the, and I was like, what? Oh, ten of swords or decasaur? The tenosaur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. <laughs> ah. uh, let's jump into some super chats before we get into your book. Sure. Uh, Denial says, "Zub finally got to use Black Knight. 
Uh, you should look into Agents of Wakanda. It's the real Avengers book, but Marvel won't acknowledge it. Right on. I haven't heard anything about that, aside from that it exists. So, uh, Aussie nerd, my favorite character is Magneto, so I'm reading Magneto Testament, which has amazing covers. Looking for more Magneto stories, I joined your Patreon. Thanks, Aussie. Oh, thank you. Welcome to the Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash comicbob, you get early access to back issues and weekly updates about what's happening on the channel. Uh, I'm going to be doing the Magneto Cullen Bun series. So that'll happen. Um, also more, of course. Are there any other Magneto stories you can think of off the top of your head? I mean, you should definitely read the Bun Magneto series. Um, I don't recommend that any of the 90s books. Uh, the covers for one of the Magneto books were excellent. Well, I mean, but if you're a big fan and you just want to see where he came from. Well, don't read the Joseph Magneto book. That's what I'll say. There you go. <laughs> uh, Lang uh, Langley says, Black Knight feels like a previous pre-COVID tee-up for his MCU debut in the Eternals film that was slated for November. Agreed. But, and that's the thing, is that, like, if you recall in No Surrender, uh, the Black Order was in it. And if you watch my interview with Jim Zub, you'll see he tells a great story about how they were cut out of the book and then immediately put back into the book because of their appearance in Infinity War. <laughs> Zub plays ball and also weaves it in organically in story. Yeah. There's no way we're not trying to put a shine a light onto Black Knight because, dude, is, it's Kit Harrington as Black Knight in the Eternals. So, like, yeah, we're going to get that. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like there's a better way to make him a higher profile character and putting him in this three-issue tie-in for this event that no one's excited for. Right, right, right. Uh, Dre Burr, did you see the cutoff date to pre-orders for Three Jokers? Can't wait for that and to see you review it. Love your hoodie, Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, uh, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta grab, I gotta make sure that, like, Three Jokers is in my pull list. If I, I don't have a pull list. I gotta pull, I gotta You're gonna have one. to do it because a lot of stores, again, aren't just ordering these, so if you want them, you have to ask for them because they may not have them. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, um, Gar says, here's some support. I rediscovered Linkara's comic reviews. Have you checked him out before? Yes, I've heard of Linkara. Yes, I've seen, like, a couple of his videos. Uh, I'm glad that you're, uh, you're checking out more comic book channels. Uh, I feel like, uh, some of my friends are, uh, are, are more exciting. Go check out other people. Gar sounds like you could be a villain. Or a buddy. Right? I don't want to make, I don't want to, I don't make it automatically about villains. Yeah. Also, somebody warned me against projecting on my own book on books I'm reviewing. My show, I'll project. Uh, so yeah, uh, what I'll do you got? You're gonna leave your thoughts behind. That's why I don't know where that would. I was about to your friends in my project, head and then I have... they don't object. All right, um, I'm not gonna go super into this because pretty heavy Marvel episode. I feel like it, I do have a DC, DC. Just didn't have a lot of stuff. I have, out. Well, they did have some stuff. I've got a DC book that we, I will talk about, but like you know what? Let's get some of the Marvel stuff out of the way. Totally. Um, do you remember Hellions? Mm. No, but you talked about how you had to check it out, so... I read the first issue of Hellion. This is in the long line of, like, hi, let's make money off of X-Men right now. That's what this is. <laughs> That's what this is. Boo. Okay? This is just trying to find another way for you to buy an X-Book. Or for me, buy an X-Book. Because probably you didn't, and that's okay. It's written by Zeb Wells with art by Steven Segovia. Yeah! I've heard that name a lot. Art's pretty cool looking. From you, especially. Legit fits the tone of the story. This is the group of, like, mutants that were going to be thrown in the pit. Oh. But instead, Sinister was like, let's make a super dysfunctional team that'll oh, go out. And, like, right. the idea is that, like, they'll use, like, destructive, like, missions yes. to, like, Suicide work squad. through their stuff. Kind of. But, like, literally the idea is that, like, 
like scream therapy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, but violence therapy, where it's like, go be superhero therapy, if you will. It's kind of. Go be, go, yeah, go do high violence or high risk Yeah, kind of missions. stuff. So we got Havoc's on the team because he had like a meltdown. Uh, orphan Maker, Nanny, Wild Child, Empath, Grey Crow. And then rounding it out to try to keep them in line is Silo. Yes. Not Fifth. No. She's in Silo. <laughs> no, she's not even whatever she was. <laughs> It's Captain Britain. Kind of, yeah. So they were sent to go and destroy what was left of Sinister's defunct cloning lab. Okay. Remember that? Yes. Or like Havoc was mm -hmm. back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they're in Nebraska for, at the state home for foundlings. And like the cops are there and the cops know that the this team is coming, right? right. And so like they have, there's a whole bunch of posturing that happens and then they end up going inside. And like this is where like I was like, this was probably going to be the last issue I read. And this is so corny and cheesy, and I'm not saying you have to go buy it, because the fact is, it's $4, and you know what I mean? It's just only if you care about the story. And this is not like How a, many issues is, is it, do we, did they I, say? I don't know. It's not like a miniseries? I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Um, but the fact is... <laughs> One of the added bonuses of having your windows open is that you get to see all kinds of stuff you wouldn't normally when we're recording the show, like almost shirtless men um anyway <laughs> what the hell that was really jarring um this story is like stacking up to be a somewhat supernatural horror thriller kind of story if they deliver what they're promising here and doesn't just turn out to be it's else. zeb wells right yeah he could do it he could do it so like they go there right and like the idea is that like all right we're gonna like bring this whole place down right yeah. and like John's plan here is that he wants, or John Greycrow, yes. right? He wants to bring back the old Marauders team, like Sinister's Marauders. He's right. like, they should be brought back too. Krakoa can do it. Why can't I have them back? If M plate's here, why not? Well, the issue is, and like, there's a whole like, like description of what the problem is, mm -hmm. is that it's like, well, Sinister just kept cloning them. And so at this point, it's like, <laughs> There's what, nothing are, we, to bring what back. are we bringing back exactly? Right. Like, we'll think about it, but like, there really needs to be some examination because the idea is that they're supposed to bring them back like perfect or like, you know, is like better than they were. Better or... than they were. And it's like, this is a disaster. Right. Well, plus, like, what happens when you resurrect a clones? Do they just go, are they like monsters? I don't know. Like, how but much? Because like, Zinister also splices. So, yeah, yeah. So Grey Crow wants to bring them back. And they're like, I mean, we'll go. And if we find anything, great. But like, the fact is, like, we can't make any promises, no, right? That's fair. And so when they get there, like, immediately Havoc starts freaking out. Like, he looks into something, and, like, there's like a piece of glass or something on the floor, and he sees himself, like, smiling and a little messed up. And there's, there's like, something draped over him, like a person. Oh. Like a woman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, then they're like, they, they, something happens, and all of a sudden there's like the bodies of the old marauders just hanging upside down from the ceiling, like, bleeding. And they're like, uh, uh. and <laughs> cool, then like okay. their zombified bodies come out of the shadows ah. and start talking. And then Madeline Pryor shows up. Oh, and she's like, uh, cool. Everybody. Yeah. And so she sends them like the zombified version of them to go attack. And then it, basically she's like, she's here for havoc. Right. She wants her lover back. Oh. And so like, she goes up to him and he's like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And then like, Essentially, Prism yes. goes to attack Havoc. She punches through him, killing him. Yeah. 
he explodes into crystal shards. One of them just embeds into her face. Yeah. And she's like, hey, baby. And like, Havoc's like, you're bleeding. Right. And then she erases his mouth. Oh. And then takes him away. Okay. And like, basically, most of the team is down. Yeah. And then, like, Psylocke's, like, completely lost control of the situation. <laughs> and the wild child comes out of the darkness and is like, hey, I'm all about, like, alpha bullshit. Right. And, like, you're at, you've lost control. So now, we, so now I'm in charge. So now, like, it's just, it, the shit has hit the fan in the only way it possibly could have. Yeah. It's, is it kind of dumb? Yeah, it is. If this is the kind of weird, dark story that you're looking for, people's <laughs> mouths go away, maybe this is for you. I'm not saying you got to read it, though. No. Especially not to understand whatever's happening in the X-Men. This is another opportunity for them to write more titles and get more money. Well, Let's not pretend like it's not that. Well, and if you're not on board for what the current status quo for X-Men is, this but you still want to read an X-Book, here you go. Yeah, that could be for you if you want something a little darker or you like, like, dysfunctional teams. Yeah. The fact is, like, there's no way this could have turned out well. I think we all knew that. But, mm -hmm. like... The book looks cool. You know what I mean? Like yes, it's drawn it's well. Yeah. The coloring's really good. It's the right kind of dark and gritty for the tone of the story. Totally. It's a competent book. It's just may not be forever. That's fair. There you go. Dig it. Hellion. Hellion's number two. <laughs> not, a, not much of a commitment to check it out. It or isn't. Or to get on board. But like I said, like, I'm not like trying to like. You Sell know. you on it? Yeah, I'm not like, yeah, like I do for other books that I really, really am passionate about. Like, this yeah. is just, I read this, I enjoyed it. I will probably read the third one just to kind of see where this cluster is going. Yes. Because now it's like watching a train wreck. But like a cool one. Kind of. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Ron Katerasano says, Zdarsky's Daredevil's up there with Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk as being the most consistent series in terms of quality. Yep, if there were an era for Marvel right now, uh, you know, one of those like, horrible promos of the characters you know like coming out being like we're the all new all different era for Marvel. it should be immortal hulk and daredevil and <laughs> and, and i don't know some other books i'm not reading uh and Al conan and conan yeah <laughs> which has been like what the hell's conan? surprisingly good across the board mm. uh algae try hell yeah it's comic pop thanks for keeping me entertained while i've got like all i got over the corona never oh. change i hope you're doing well algae thank you so much for uh for your support you know, hang in there, Thank pal. Thank you so much, and good luck. I know I've heard recovery can be really rough. Yes. So, like, take care of yourself. Yeah, and listen like, to your doctors. Do listen to your doctors. Listen to your body. Yeah, exactly. Just be careful. Yeah. Uh, Sal never changed. You married a good man, too. Well, thank you, Al. Good. Uh, v 900 I wasn't a big fan of the Eisners this year, Whether I, where I disagree with a lot of the winners. I do feel Zdarsky should have won Best Writer. Uh, I agree. He got something. He did. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did, did get best. He did get something. Yeah, uh, for his for for one of his series that was not the big two. No, we don't vote in the Eisners. So. We sure don't. But we could if I applied. Um, well, we could qualify to er, vote. Er, you know, well, like I'm I'm so biased. I always want my favorite. Yeah, the <laughs> the Eisners were. I think the correct term is a shit show. Because like of the uncertainty around them and there, there the issues some... thereof. Yes. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, I guess we could talk about Empire number two. I don't want to get into this too much. There's no ex enthusiasm for this series or this event. Um, and it's also super by the numbers and super simple. Yeah. But it, it has the potential. And not the potential to be a really terrific story and not a, the potential to be a memorable event for Marvel, but more in, in the potential to get Marvel into a place of a baseline. Sure. It, is, it is a story 
where the heroes are heroes and the villains are villains and the status quo is upheaved. Yeah. How can you really go wrong there? No, it's it's one of those like like I said, like with Monsters Unleashed, where it's like, yes, the heroes aren't fighting heroes. The heroes are fighting here's here's a problem. Let's fight it. Yes, and you like know? you know what, there is some fun and intrigue in the coordinating effort where it's like, yeah, no, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four would not be on the same page in the first ten minutes. But after the villains were being villains, they would team up, and indeed they do. And so, like, uh, Empire Number Two is just like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, the Katati were characters from like the '70s at Marvel, and they were ridiculous then. They're ridiculous now, yeah. but because we know how to tell stories, like a little bit, like because we we have a new way of telling stories today. You know, they're they're more nuanced and intricate, and like maybe sympathetic in their own way, while also being mustache twirling villains. Yeah. Um, you know the the Avengers. And the and the Fantastic Four like get their bearings. We set up the fact that like I love those scenes in this where they're like, "Did you not read Incoming? Because I'm gonna punish you for not having read Incoming." Yep. This is set up. Things happen in Incoming that set this up. Do you remember the the dead scroll in Incoming? No. F you. Did you remember the 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 beshrouded character in Incoming? Well, damn it, I'm gonna reference it. And That's, it's like, no, I didn't. Like you know what, we the, did, and no. we did a whole episode about it. But like, right? But like, I would say that you didn't punish me because I still didn't, it didn't matter. Read it, yeah, and no. You just told me the few of the things I, I I didn't need to know. No, this. it's more like they complained. It was like. Uh, well, yeah. okay, we were setting up this big thing in Incoming, and if you cared, uh, this would be the payoff, but you don't. Mm -hmm. So how about a scene where Thor, like, gets Mjolnir and uh, scares the character that he liked, Koi? You know, he's like, Koi, how could you? Koi's like, yeah, I'm a villain now, and Thor's like, okay. All right, fine. All right, well, fuck you, blam. Yeah, it's confirmed, of course, that, like, Tony was getting weird pheromone things plant. shot into his brain so that he would think to help it's like yeah no of course like you said this is very by the numbers and so if you're looking for like some like deep like where is this going sort of mystery you're not gonna find it here but like you're probably not looking for that anyway because you're reading other books like you've you had your events like that yeah but i'm just saying like 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 you said this is like literally like how do you tell an event kind of story yeah where like the heroes don't have to fight one another this would be it you know what i mean like right? here it is yeah. I'm it it's fine. Right. It's it's totally fine. Well, cuz it's like Al Ewing's doing, it, right? Al Ewing and Dan Slott. Right. And like Ewing's a competent writer and Slott can be. Yep. And so like Yeah. They, it's not like making any like big errors in terms of like how to tell a story. It's just Or even how to portray the character. No, it's just Okay. It's just <laughs> a big excuse to have a lot of people punching. I'll be I'll be honest. There were a few moments in this book where I was like, "Okay, well, I'm done." Like, or I don't I don't care, you know. Like, and then and then it was over. Yeah. It was literally just like, "What happens?" Carol becomes the new Cree accuser, and because yeah. of the new retcons, she's half Cree anyway. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So fine. Whatever. I, I think it would have been more powerful if she wasn't half Cree, but like whatever. But the fact is, she gets Ronan's hammer, and she becomes the new accuser, and, and they her. change her costume color so that it's more Cree-related. Like, you know, whatever. Like, but we're setting up some stuff. She-Hulk's getting a little bit more back to basics. Carol is going to be more like connected to her Cree heritage. Uh, Hulkling uh, is is he's got something coming. He's got something's coming up, and I, and I'm sure that we would have gotten a little deeper understanding of it if I bothered to read the Hulkling tie-in. But I'm not going to do that. No, but like. 
we said this before, this event is not going to So if it's something that you have any sort of big interest in, but right now it's can't not, afford it. Can't afford it, stretching your budget, which we would not. Easily. And it'll be there and it'll be all put together and then you'll move on from there. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? All right, I'll talk really quick. Marvel's X number four came out. I don't remember when. It might have been two weeks ago. Oh. It might have been a week ago. Like, yeah, I'm still heck? reading the series occasionally. Uh, it's from the same people and team as those who did Earth X. It's a prelude, prequel, retcon of Earth X and the Paradise series and all that. I'm, I've been on record saying I don't really like Earth X and I find it kind of like bleak and miserable. Mm-hmm. It's by the same people, so obviously it's going to continue to be bleak and miserable. But uh, the art's really good. And uh, in this issue, four of six, uh, it ends on a really, really, really high. Which oh. means two issues later, it's going to be really, really, really not. Right. And uh, I, I don't... The world is bleak enough. Okay. So what else did you read? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Mon, Mo- <laughs> Mon Mothra said just a couple bucks for, for, my, for the comic fan. Thank you, Mon Mothra. Great name. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to I inhaled you. a piece of popcorn when I went to go talk. So that yeah. probably worked out really well. Yeah. Mind. Just like Dark came out. Hey! Just like Dark number 20. Just, just, is it still good? Fine. Oh! Fine. I'm, I'm sticking around. This is Ram V with, uh, Amon, Amon K. I'm gonna butcher this. So. Do we know. That's pretty. <laughs> uh, Nahupan? Um, sure. On art, mm-hmm. so Tynan is not not on is this just book. gone. They did like a little. They did the handoff. Period. Baton has been passed. Yeah. Um. That said, by the way, the art's kind of interesting. It's got like uh, it, it's polished and it's consistent throughout. Sweet. Um. My only complaint is sometimes the characters don't seem to have. You know, that, I was talking about that weight that Keto's art has yes. to it. Where, yeah. Like they're in a scene. Right. It's a little lacking that, but like it's very. Could be the coloring. It could be the coloring. It, I mean, it, but it's it, there. It is. Everyone looks like they they should look. Right. You know, like panels are, are are cool. Like they've got some like interesting panel layouts at times. Like neat. Yeah. And um, the writing is fine. I don't know if it's I need a little more transition, even though Ram V was already working on this book. You still needed it. I feel like I still need it. I'm mm. not ready for this. <laughs> this is a different storytelling style than I'm in um, but at the same time i really want to see what's going to happen with the upside down man yes it makes me sad that because... i i mean I, I didn't look ahead i tried to look really quickly to see if tiny was going to be coming back but mm-hmm. like, he's working on batman now but so i get it yeah get it mm-hmm. but i don't nope i'm gonna sure you left some plans and that's really what this is like this is almost as though we took a break and mm-hmm. we did we did kind of take a break with the last issue dealing with the parliament and the you know quarter steps and all that crap right yes, yes. And now it's like Detective Chimp narrates the whole thing where it's just like everybody kind of broke apart afterwards, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, how much time has passed? <laughs> um, and like Zatanna's plan essentially is to gather a bunch of crap and bring her dad back. She's like, he'll fix it. That's her plan? Dad's going to fix it. All right. Dad will fix it. I will. Well, cause also because her dad is in the other world being mm. tortured, oh. presumably by the Upside Down Man, so she's going to fix it. Okay. But like, she's like, is this really a plan? Or do I just miss my dad? Like my dad, dad. Either way, I mean, if you have magic bringing back your dad, you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Also. Explain to me why that's a bad idea. What? Explain to me why that's a bad idea. To, to do that? Yeah. Because um, you're going to go where the. the, the you're, do, you're playing right into his hands. We all know it. You're opening a doorway. No. No. 
No, you're in a horror-like scenario. Basically, anything you do is going to be the wrong thing. Right. It doesn't matter. That's the thing. So I might as well try and get some kind of benefit out of it. I guess. Um, we're also um, saying that, like, Kent is leaving as Dr. Fate. Like, he's like, I got to go. Bye. Nah. I'm not going to be here anymore. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. I'm not going to look anymore. Okay. Seemingly. So long. Um, and then Wonder Woman's, like, basically, like, knows she needs to do something, but, like, is hesitant to do it. Okay. And, like, Sitchim's, like, eventually finds her and is like, do you want to get the, the band back together? Because, like, I try to talk to Kirk and, like, Man Bat's obsessed with, like, finding out what's going on with Swamp Thing. And Swamp Thing's dealing with, like, fixing everything okay. that was burnt, basically. And right. Constantine's gone. So, you know, I was thinking, like, you're going to call everybody and get them all back? And she's like, let's go find Zatanna. So they find her. And then, basically, they, the two of them go. Oh. And Detective's like, oh, bye. Oh. Why, why do they leave him? I don't know. That's so weird. So the two of them go into the other world. Okay. And, like, we see her dad. He's, like, on fire, and there's also, like, flaming doves. Hmm. Like, it's just setting up the status quo for where the next arc is going to go. Yes. I'm going to keep reading it. I'm in it for the long haul. Sure. But, like I said, I, I feel like I'm just not quite to it, like Ramvi's solo storytelling versus yes. Tynan's voice, but Tynan's voice for so long with the series, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's hard for me sometimes to like be like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, we're not doing because it's like seemingly almost in the middle of a story, right? Yeah, because they set up the upside down man. It's part of the same. I arc. know, but it technically isn't. This is a brand new arc no, the story, yeah. so it's like technically this is a breaking. It's point. kind of a reboot, yeah. Yeah, so not a reboot, but like it is def- like a breaking point. So it's like it makes sense, but like. I don't know. I, like I said, like, I don't think it's bad. No. It was just different. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, DanV900 says, what's funny is the way you're describing Empire is almost the exact same way I fanboy talked about it. You all seemed on board until this issue where it was old school Marvel, but so bland and bored. I would say we weren't on board. Like I, it, I was on board in terms of, like, promoting it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, good for them. Keep it up. Yeah, like, that's fine. Don't like, split the damn universe in half I, or replace everybody right now. I say go back to the episode and you can see that I said the same thing where it was like, you could probably trade weight on this. Oh, because yeah. to me, it seems like it's one of those blockbuster events where it's like, it seems fun and ridiculous. And like, is it still sort of fun? Yeah, because there's big flashy colors and like, flying around. Yeah. Like, there's something... Well, they didn't sleep on the art. Like, it's not like it's no. really lousy looking. No, like, there's like, it, it is like, appealing visually, of course. It's just... Is it telling a story that i care about that's really where anyway uh raj patel just one anyway yes thank (laughs) you uh just wanted to stop by and say hi thanks raj hi welcome to the show thanks for coming thanks for coming by dan v says uh i love power rangers ranger slayer this week chew coming back like that is weird since original chew great seems unnecessary honestly i don't read power Rangers, so i have no uh comment on that yes oh yes and chew came back yeah you have it over there. so yeah i actually um i need to go back and actually like chew but like I saw the new one was coming out and I did the thing. And not chew like C H E W. No, but it is from that same series. Yes. Wasn't it spelled differently? Yeah, but this is the they're Cool. <laughs> hey, no. Um, but I did the thing. I did the thing that like people do. Number one came out. I saw that like it went back to reprint, and what they do is when image does a reprint for some series, they change the coloring on the title so you know which it is obviously you can also tell by the back barcode yep so i went i actually found the first printing of it so i was like i'm gonna, gonna yeah, i'll, get, I'll read this someday right but i did the thing i don't do that thing usually it's no? usually i have read it and then i want to own it right nice uh dan also says i uh, i actually like the sins rising prelude from spider-man along with shazam 13 and daredevil 21 
where that Spider-Man conversation was fantastic. I agree. I mentioned it in the uh, review. Also reviewed the Sins Rising prelude in the last episode. Nice. Uh, Mon Mothra, off topic, but are there any <laughs> more Star Wars comics coming to back it? No. I, um, yeah. I, I'm sorry the, the answer was a hard no. I just have to say how much I adore your Yeah. Mon Mothra. Yeah. It's perfect. I agree. Um, yeah, we'd like to just, I mean, Star Wars, if there's, if there's another, if another movie comes out, we'll do more. <laughs> but like, people don't care about Star Wars unless there's a thing to care about. Yeah. So. By the way, you guys don't have to stick with the book. I see you guys saying you're going to stick with it. I'm sticking with it because I really just. You're like, who else reads this book and you're reviewing it on the show? I am reviewing it on the show. So there is part of it. There's also just part of me that's like, I've been in it for the long haul, but that could be that fallacy of like sunk time. Right. So it's like, listen, guys, if it doesn't appeal to you anymore, it's truly okay to say I'm out. Right. You don't have to keep reading it. No. I'll tell you about it. Right, exactly. How I feel about it, not the whole story. Well, and you can always get the trade. <laughs> you could. You could. But, like, I like the concept of this team. I I just, I wish it didn't feel like it was going to sink or swim by its writer. Oh, yeah, definitely. He also mentioned, uh, or Green Lantern, Will World. No, we're not. <laughs> Will World? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like Weird World. Yeah. But with Will. But with Will. Oh, the uh, Will. We will probably do um, the, the Earth... One volume two that comes out in a week or two, Earth which one, like volume part three. By the way, you got to read it's Earth One. I'm kidding. Green Lantern Earth One volume yeah. one is amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, and we never did Doctor Aphra. So yeah, uh, Empire X Men number one from uh, Jonathan Eggman, Tini Howard, and Matteo Ufani uh, is the X Men tie-in. Okay, we just give first. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't care if this is the tie-in. I I don't care if I don't keep even reading Empire. Right. I loved this book. I knew you would. I told <laughs> I you. I remember this book. We were. I, I read it and I was like, <laughs> because I mean, like, but like, I love this book. That doesn't mean, oh my gosh, this has my stamp of approval because it's such a genius story. Yeah. This is just stupid and fun and ridiculous, and it has characters in it I like, and that's not the reason to read it. Nope. Okay, that's not the reason to read it, everybody. If you want to read it, read it. If you don't like the Empire, don't read it. It's okay. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I'm just going to enjoy it. Yep. So uh, in this story, it opens in a place you wouldn't expect because it's X-Men Empire. So it's like, okay, cool. We plant people, Krakoa, Living Island. What's going to happen? Uh, we open with Doctor Strange. Yeah, and, as uh, you do. He's talking to someone off camera, but essentially about like how they're feeling overwhelming guilt. And he's like, don't use your power. And it's Wanda. And he's like... It, it's a it's a it's a flashback to a time when Wanda was like about a year ago, which God knows what that means yeah. in Marvel time. But like basically, she's feeling bad about what she did in House of M still, and she's like, maybe I could fix it. He's like, don't, yeah, don't, leave it don't alone. Do that. Reality uh, doesn't ever work the way you want it. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, like the Krakoa thing is fixing it anyway. Like anyone who died can be resurrected, anybody who lost powers can be killed in a creepy sex death cult. And then come back with their powers. Just... So you don't need to worry about it, Wanda. Plus, you're not even a mutant anymore. So she is like, she still feels bad. And then she goes to Genosha and she's like, oh, that's right. Nine months ago, she goes there. And we see this like, this, this breakdown of time where from her hiding on Genosha, where it all happened. Because mm -hmm. she used her powers from House of M on Genosha. Uh, we go back and we see her go on like a kind of a quest to get more like. You get, I, this is so like a quest. Yes. Like this is like, 
She goes and kills a giant spider and takes one eye. By the way, you killed the big spider. I just take all of them. Yeah, take them all. You never you know when you need, you like... What if you drop one? Yeah, you never know how many uh, spider eyes you need from a... Yeah. But she gets all these magical items and she creates this kind of, like, shepherd's crook. A staff. Staff. And so she tries to use her powers in conjunction with the staff on Krakoa to resurrect all the dead mutants. Right, because like basically Strange and like his little like talk to her is a bit like, oh, yeah. you have to let this go and like- Find want, a new cause. Want, yeah, like, like don't ring that bell, ring a bigger bell. Like be a, be a better person basically. Like find another way to be a hero. She's That's like, what okay, he's trying to get I at. I can't give like those mutants their powers back. So I'll try to resurrect 16 well, million dead people. I can't undo it. Yeah. So instead, I'll just bring them back. Well, I'll bring different. No, no, these are different mutants. These are dead mutants from the nuclear holocaust. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The, like, I no, you can't. So she tries to bring them back. Yeah. And uh, what she finds instead is that she has. Yeah. But they're zombies. Right. Which is why I was like, is she there or is she not? We don't see her for the rest of this. Mm-hmm. So then, like, essentially, like, then it's, let's switch in gears entirely. It switch. Well, it makes sense because they set up. Let's set up what's going on in Genosha because Genosha is going to become a staging ground for the Kawadi's invasion of Wakanda because they're like, okay, we can't get in there. Yep. But we need to. Right. Because it's a problem yep. for us. So they're like, okay, we will make land here in, in this seemingly unpopulated rock. Yeah. And then we'll go and we'll take care of the Wakanda. When, uh, when they're setting up their plans, they're talking about how like they interrogated a, mm-hmm. like, a local. Mm-hmm. That local is a mutant. Who's also a zombie. Yep. They don't know the no, difference. No, because they're like plant people. So they're just like, okay, cool. There's just, this is what you look like. So like, he doesn't have a jaw. And they ask him what questions. So they give him his jaw back. Yep. So what they reveal is that this zombie is Explodey Boy. And he uh, explains to them that his powers are exploding. And he does. And he like screws up a few of the Katati. And it causes this like massive fight between the aliens and the zombies. Right. This is, and like this is so tongue in cheek and so ridiculous because he talks about how many mutants died. Yes, yeah, 16 Genosha. million mutants died. And, and like and he's like and of, of them 2 million are vegetarians. And you're like, "Okay." And then Hickman's like, "How about I reveal the name of this event with this big splash page?" It's Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, which is, I've never played the game. I'm aware of the soundtrack and the look of the game, and I know it's beloved, and I thought that was so funny. I was like, ah. Yes. But we're not done. But we're not done. We're because, not like, done. yeah, sure, you could do that, like in Secret Wars tie-in, which, yeah, oh, yeah that really does kind of remind me of Siege. So, hey, I loved Siege. Siege is great. That no. was the one I got assigned, and I was like, eat it. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Speaking of eating it, uh, Monet and Warren Worthington are in charge of bringing back an old staple from X-Men. Uh, I can't remember what the hell it's called. X-Corp. X-Corp. And uh, Magic shows up, and they're like, what are you doing here? And she reveals that like she's part of... Basically, she was sent by Xavier to keep an eye on them and make sure that like this wasn't a waste of time. And they're like, what? And so they leave. Like, they bail on their, like, big business yeah, meeting. They're, they're, he, well, she says that she's there to make sure there aren't redundancies. And yes. they're like, screw you. Yeah, we're not redundancies. So <laughs> then they, they literally use magic. They open a portal. They go there. Friggin', what's his name? Uh, Black Tom is, like, freaking he's out. He's having a meltdown. And Xavier's like, okay. And he's also, he can feel Genosha. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. So Xavier's like, this is very important. Angel shows up to piss and moan about being marginalized. And he's like, 
you know what? This is way more interesting. I'm going to bail on you, Cassidy. So the two of them will talk and walk. And that this scene, again, it's like, it's silly and it's stupid, but also like Angel's a founding event or uh, X-Man. Yeah. Like he and Xavier go back from issue one. Yeah. And it's like, you get that impression between the two of them. Yeah, because like he thinks it's all about business because that's the way magic took it. Yeah. It's all about actual well, and business. That's, and, and Angel's been marginalized and used and changed so many times that like, you know, most people know Angel as Blue Archangel from the awesome image from the 90s. Yeah. But like, and his tether to Apocalypse, I'm sure that Xavier is a Machiavellian bastard enough to keep him close so that he can use him against Apocalypse when Apocalypse inevitably betrays them yeah. and the true purpose of Hox and Pox is real. Yep. But for now, you get this scene between like student and mentor where he's like, hey, like, I, I, I matter. I'm important. Don't waste me. Well, no, he says like I like I thought you wanted me to set up X Corp. I don't understand right, why, why you why you would think that we don't need it anymore because that's something we actually own as opposed to like look. I understand you just got a portfolio. Right. Like he's really taking it that direction. Well, because he's like I'm su- I've been rich. Like, like I understand I, you just got like, more you're like rich. new money. I'm like old money. Yeah. And like you don't understand. Yeah. Like, how, how many like, Xavier's are there? Because I'm the third. Yeah. Worthington. Like and I understand that like we need to keep X Corp. And Xavier's like. No, 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 no. Right. This has something to do with the business being a redundancy. It has to do with the fact that it's like, I might need you and Monet elsewhere because you guys are super powerful and super important. Such a great, like, teaching tool where he's like, no, 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 no. The most important thing is you. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if you're being best used here doing business. Right. So then uh, they volunteer themselves for 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 the job of checking out a portal that's faulty. I don't remember who it is. I think it's Magic who's like, you know, we do a lot of, we, we're spending a lot of time yeah. fixing these stupid portals. Yeah, like I don't understand. Spoken like a person who makes portals for living. Right. What I like about that though is the response is because like they talk about how it's a garden and like I like that because then it, like I remember reminded of the fact that I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't really an Xbox. This right. is an Empire book. <laughs> <laughs> but it also really feels like it, and Hickman's presence with Teeny Howard, yeah, makes it feel. It feels like, like an. X-book. It does not feel like an Empire tie-in. No. This this is. This is so, it feels like it's important. No, and like, like it's setting things up. Like I have not seen a good interaction between Worthington and Xavier yet. Yeah. And I have now and it feels like it matters. No, it does. And like, honestly, it's like the Empire element is almost just a MacGuffin for them to tell a good X-Men story yep. or a fun X-Men Especially story. because of what happens next. Right. Well, they, they are, they're sent to go there. They're going to send. To, um, to Genosha. To Genosha. They're going to send Magic and Angel and. Monet, Monet, and they can take one other civilian. Yes. Because the fact is, they're realizing that it was like, we, look, we have a lot of mutants. Yes. But we don't have as many as we used to. Right. And so we can't just be like sending people willy-nilly, especially right now. Right. Like, we can't do that. So you mm-hmm. can pick one more person. Yep. So they pick multiple men. <laughs> yeah. Like, so they can have like Blue a million hole. people. Yeah. <laughs> so they bring multiple men, uh, and they go. And when they get there, they are like stuck in the thick of it. They like see the Katadi invading. They see the zombie. No, the... they see, they show up and like they see um, the Katadi running. Oh, from that. Yeah. They're like, why are they running at us? Wait, what are They're... they running from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then see the zombies. Yeah. Like, they're just being ripped apart and eaten. So they're like, okay, let's power up. Meanwhile, they sent multiple men to check out the portal yep. and work on it. And yeah. of course, because he can make multiples of himself, well, more of them can. Yeah. Clean Magic it. offers, and they're like, it's like defusing a bomb. You can't just start hacking into it. You'll just completely destroy the portal, and then it has to regrow. Like, right. What? 
And it's like, Madrox, it, it, he even says, like, well, if you'd like 26 unskilled hands to do it, I could uh, do yeah, that. Yeah, we got that. So he works on that. Uh, and they get it ready, but uh, there's, and they set up a couple of things. Like, there's some goo. There's goo. There's green goo. There's green goo. Why is there goo? What's the deal with the Why goo? Why is he drippings with goo? <laughs> That's right, Yanu. <laughs> and uh, so then the goo is revealed to be covering, you know, it's, it's splashed all over. Right, because, the... like, the portal activates. Yeah. And who comes through? <laughs> but the horticulture. It's, it's the Golden Girls of the X-Men, which is, I was like, I was in. I was like, I was already buying the next issue at this point, I basically. I couldn't believe. I was like, okay. Because, like, <laughs> when they set up the horticulture in the X-Men book, it was like, what are you even doing, Hickman? Like, this is so stupid. That was setting up for down the road. Right. We've, we've reached that part of the road, and I, like, I genuinely hope it is because, like, it's such a, like, it's almost like the Wanda resurrecting Genosha thing was going to happen anyway. Sure. And Hickman's like, I could do a tie-in. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll do it instead of, you know what? Maybe people will be more willing to buy it than us spinning off into another Dawn of X title. Like, now it's an X-Men Empire tie-in. Whatever. Okay. This actually gives my zombies something to do. So they can fight the horticulture. Yep. So, Which, by the way, I remember just how sassy they were because they're like, all right, we watch out for blah, blah, blah. And then, like, one of them is, like, very taken with Angel. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. I want him for, ne for myself. Yes. Uh, so then we set up the horticulture, like, oh, my God. And right when you're, like, when you're, when you're slapping your face... <laughs> they reveal the new abridged title of the book, which is Plants vs. Zombies vs. Ladies. Like, Alien Plants vs. Mutant Zombies vs. Old Lady. <laughs> I swear to God, we are, we are so close to the Ball Fondlers movie where it's like, no, it's two brothers. It's just it's two just, brothers. It's just, it's two brothers. And we're going get, to get that where it's like, and then, hold on, old women are coming, and they're going to cross-attack I, I the plant zombies. I recognize how stupid this all sounds. I can't tell you how on board I am for just this. Yep. Again, I could not read anything else from Empire and I would be happy just reading this. Yep, it's well cuz it's it's just another X-Men book. <laughs> it's such a perfect tie-in because it's it's part of another thing that Hickman wants to do and have fun with cuz like Hickman also co-wrote some of those other Secret Wars tie-ins that didn't matter, mm -hmm. but he was like I I'm a writer. I like doing the stuff. I don't need to just build. I can also like paint. Yep. You know, like, it's a lot of fun. It, it's a cool book. I dig it. I think you do, too. I really enjoyed it. But like I said, like, if you're not into this part of the X-Men, and if you're not into Empire, this isn't the book for you. Don't buy it. You're no. not going to, like, it's not going to mash up and be, like, suddenly perfect for you. But if you are all in on Hickman and, and, and X-Men, this is indispensable. Like, it's actually important. It could be. I don't know. I, I, I assume it's some no, sort it's of importance. Because it's setting up, like, the... You know the myth of Wanda? She yeah. just made herself even more of a boogeyman. That's true. No, she really did. Um, but for me, like, the Empire part of it, I don't care. I'm glad it was here as a catalyst to give us the story. Yes. Because, like, I really, I thought those characters were funny. I do understand how for a lot of people it undercut the seriousness yeah. of what was going on in right. the X-Men. I think here, while there is a serious element to it, we do have zombie mutants who came back who can talk. And while that is ghoulish, I appreciate them being here because now it's like a black comedy zombie yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. It's like a Shaun of the Dead. Right. And the other thing and is... And there's also plant people. Well, and my question is, they brought up the fact in the beginning, because this is, again, like this is part of the myth and this is part of the, the, the story. So, so Magneto mentions there's not enough of them. Yeah. Does the resurrection protocol work on zombies? I don't know, right? Like, could they all go through the portal? 
Well, that was it. They were afraid. Because they were worried, like, yeah. Because yeah. that was my thing. I was like, oh, crap. Like, they got, now it is a book. At first, I was like, oh, this is cool. It's like a last stand book where it's like about them defending the portal because now you got 16 million zombies pouring through the portal and invading Krakoa. That's a real problem. That's such a great story. But then you got the horticulture and like all the other crap. And yeah. you're like, oh, right. Which I guess that doesn't are really... hilarious. They're not for the zombies. They are not there. They're not there for the zombies. Not they're there, there for, for the plants. The, they're there for the plants. Like, okay, I fine. Take my money. Yeah. But like, <laughs> does it work? Will they get their arm? Like, will Magneto get his people after this? I don't this? know. Like, will, or is it just another problem that the, that the Maximovs have right. caused? Right. Also, is Wanda not really there, and she is actually doing the stuff at Savage Land? Because <laughs> that's, does she, like, make a problem and then go? Well, remember, that was a month ago. So maybe, like, yeah, she bailed. <laughs> like, she left Genosha and went, and was just like, well, they can't blame, they, well, there's no cameras it's... here. They don't know it was me. Who's to say where all these zombies came from? Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's that. The next book we want to talk about, of course, is the last book, unless you have another book. I don't. Oh, I forgot. Um, we also have Kenneth Dowling. I just wanted to support your efforts for giving quality comic book reviews. Stay, stay great, folks. Pikachu, gotta catch him. <laughs> Thanks, Kenneth. We really Thank appreciate you. it, man. Don't put me in the <laughs> Don't put me in so uh batman um batman. I, I i i smartly titled this about batman's big suit i don't it's so funny because remember there being like a lot of hubbub about it and i was like who cares uh batman like they revealed an image from what's going to be revealed in batman 100 which was like a batman suit or at least there was a, a tease like maybe batman's getting a new suit in batman 100 and they showed you what it was and it was blue and he's smiling and like what's that all about mm -hmm. this issue kind of like teases you about it so we're going to talk a little bit about, we're going to talk about the book and I'm going to speculate about what it means because from the context of Pine and the Fourth and him and his heart yeah. uh, on Batman number 95. Uh, in this story, it... By the way, like, yeah. I, I think I get why him and his hasn't been on the book. Yeah. I guess he was working on this. Right. And yay. Yeah, yay. Uh, <laughs> uh, him and his does great work. Uh, we get a nice little flashback of from, I think it's Brubaker's... Um, the Batman uh, Joker first story. I can't remember. The Man Who Laughed. Hmm. I think it's, I think this is that. I think this is like Tynan writing like a, like a kind of PS at the end of The Man Who Laughs, which mm -hmm. is kind of cool. Um, can we, before I forget, can yeah. we get too far into the story, can we talk about that one panel of just his eyes with the red and how it's like the inverse basically of the Batman animated series opening? That one right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. That. Like, literally, I saw that, and, like, I could see the animation happening. Yep. It's just backwards. Yeah, he's about to he's about to throw a batarang at a guy with a gun. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I thought it was kind of, like, for me, I, I was excited about it, but I was, I was like, it looks like the, 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 like, Batman looked really weird and awkward. Like, it looked like he was standing. It was just an odd angle. I, I, but it's, I, it's overhead, so. I see so it, yeah. I get it. But, uh, good stuff overall. Mm. Um. Obviously, the Joker War is in full swing, um, but we start the story with a the flashback reminding you of, of of a better status quo for Batman, in which Batman has Alfred alone. Uh, he's dealing with the Joker, and they have this little back and forth that shows like how important Alfred is. Essentially, like you know, Batman's kind of giving you his first impressions about Joker and how he's like, I don't think he's going to stop. I don't think it's going to ever going to end. I'm going to fight Joker until the end of time. And Alfred says like, Well, you at least you'll have me with you forever. Yeah, and like honestly, like I. I you know, a cool, like, just distillation of, like, you know, Batman's, like, I think that the Joker, like, he doesn't care about killing people because to him they're already dead, and the yeah. only person who's alive in this world of him is, is me. me. 
And that's why he's so obsessed with me. I loved that page. I was like, that is such a great explanation of the Joker yep. that everyone's dead already. Yep. And he's like, just I, helping them along. And he's just helping them along. Or at the very least that he's like, that's how he regards. Me. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's, that's such a great portrayal. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But like, it's like that opening is a really like cool, like double side of Batman where it's like Batman meeting one of his greatest rogues mm-hmm. who will be with him for the rest of time as batman essentially yep. and like alfred being like the other caring side of this we're with him yep so uh then we cut to today and like there's a lot of like news pundits talking about how like wayne screwed and mm-hmm. blah 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 um we get to wayne enterprises where punchline is set up she's been torturing lucius fox with, with like, like acupuncture needles that have joker toxin on them. yeah whatever i i was i i had assumed that Lucius was already on his way to being rescued when they re- when they set it up. Nope. So like, that was a surprise for me. No, I thought this was okay, and I, I I was like, oh okay, like they obviously they need him to be somewhat cogent. Yes. So you can't just yeah. Plus, but we're also going to give you something you've never seen. Before. So um, yeah. Uh, essentially, Batman deals with them. Uh, there's a whole like thing in Wayne Enterprises. I'll get it to in a second. Uh, here we go. Well, basically, like, we see the pro, like, the prologue. Like, here's yeah. what happened. And it's, like, that leading up to him bursting, like, the Batmobile into yeah. the building. We see it again. Goons are there. They take care of the car. And then it turns out the car is a decoy. Yeah, right. And they've all been decoys. Exactly. And then we cut to Wayne Park Enterprises. Road. Yeah, well, because... But we did that. Actually. Punchline, yeah, Punchline's in Wayne Enterprises. The Joker is at the Monarch Theater in Park Road. Yeah. And essentially, we are mirroring... I felt like we were mirroring the scene in Killing Joke when Joker acquires the amusement park. Yeah, no way. Where Joker is acquiring the theater. And it's amazing because, like, this is a Joker who has no qualms about, like, acting on knowing who Batman is Mm -hmm. and acknowledges a question that I guess I've never asked myself, which is why the hell didn't Batman ever buy the theater? He tried. Well, that's that's what we're setting up now is that he did and he's never offered enough. Yeah. And that Joker offered a small fortune uh, or a large fortune. Yeah. And so he asks, you know, the caretaker and the caretaker is one of the only few remaining living people who like was a witness to the death of Wayne. Yes. Um, but well, he's like this wormy, pathetic man. Yeah. He he's an it. old man. He's, he's like legally blind, basically. Yes. Which is, of course, setting up like how he doesn't no, immediately run away. Joker, that it's the yeah. But uh, but Joker's setting up this whole thing. Uh, and. Uh, the old man like keeps like referring to how he keeps hearing people, but that's impossible because the theater's like over, like you know, run down. No one's there. But Joker's been populating it with like people on Joker toxin. Yeah, uh, which I assume he'll be going shortly. Uh, but yeah, so we set that up. Well, yeah, they say he, he says the Joker says they're waiting. For you they're waiting for you and the rest of the Yeah, so uh, Joker's acquiring the Monarch Theater. He's setting up Marcus Zorro. Uh, we set up the power broker, who's now like the Joker's or underbroker. Yes. Uh, who's setting up? Who, who's basically Joker's accountant now? Yeah, but he's like, he looks like an attorney. Yes. Uh, but uh, we're also setting up that the the police stand with Batman and Bruce Wayne. They do. Yeah. Well, well they're probably gonna get fired. Yeah, or killed. Or killed. It depends. Out of a cannon, I suppose. Fired. Right. But uh, yeah. Uh, so we're setting up some status quos, you know, like Bullock and the and the and some police stand with Batman. The underbroker is like, 
yeah, well, there's a new, it's a new Gotham, it's a new world. The mayor's with us. The mayor's with us. We're just going to make sure about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and Batman, of course, breaks into, or not breaks into, he goes into one of his other bat caves that, it, that he set up throughout Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punchline is waiting for him there, uh, where she throws in his face that he failed with Lucius, that she's still torturing him back at Wayne Enterprises. And yeah, but she knows too that like there's like six different hidden bat caves. Bat, bat caves in the building, and she hypothesizes that there's one for each different type of calamity that might happen in yep. Gotham. But this one was never used because it was meant to be used for when Gotham became. Yes, uh, this is his hopeful bat cave. Yes, and uh, in the hopeful bat cave, we reveal the hopeful Batman suit. Yes, um, which Batman is actually surprised to see. Because he never made it. No. Um, he is, of course, talking to Lucius through the computer, and he is thrown off. He's like, who made this? I didn't make this. Did you make this? And Lucius thought he made it. So yeah. in Batman's hopeful Bat Cave, there is a hopeful Batman suit that Batman is unaware of who made it. Obviously, Alfred. Alfred made it. In- yeah. Because, of course, the whole theme is about... Alfred's understanding of Batman, you know, the whole the whole initiative of of a new Gotham mm-hmm. was the result of Alfred interpreting Batman's doodles of Gotham for being Batman's true vision of a hopeful Gotham. Right. And so the whole damn thing is in deference to Alfred and Batman like is kind of like going through this it's like kind of like waking memory. Right. And so also there is a line here that establishes that Punchline does not seem to know that Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same because, of course, Joker wouldn't tell. Yeah, because she makes a list of, like, she's just, like, you know, I assumed that this was, like, when you and Mr. Like Fox and Mr. Wayne, blah, blah, And it's like, aha. You don't it's know. It's a very offhanded, like, just it just slips in there. It's, it's, it's narratively brilliant to show you that Joker does not really trust or regard Punchline in that way. Yeah. And also to set up that Punchline is probably not going anywhere. Right. Well, also, well, maybe, because then you think about the fact of how Bruce, like, describes the Joker at the beginning, she may not be one of the people who he sees as alive. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, so uh, we're, we're showing the new Batsuit, and then it's revealed that, like, there's Joker toxin being flowed into this Batcave, which Batman was unaware of. He breathes it in. It's, it's just, a mix. It's a mix. She makes, she makes a specialty mix. Her punchline makes it of the toxin, the um, fear gas. Yep, the fear gas. And venom. Yes, and venom. So it's it's a triple threat. But it's not meant to kill you. No. It's just supposed to, like, throw him off balance. Yeah. Um, by the way, this is my favorite portrayal of Punch. I that, just, that, that look in her face, the way she was, like, the way she's playing with her hair. Yep. I, just, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it really does tie, like, yeah, like she's something of a sociopath. Yeah. Uh, I also love the idea of, like, playing the history. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a joke. It's a new version of Joker's Toxin, but it's also utilizing elements of Batman's, like, damage. Right, and she's like, you know, Wesley is the Dread Pirate Roberts. She built up a tolerance to Iocane powder um, over the years. That's right. <laughs> so Batman desperately tries to escape, and when he's trying to leave, a voice appears over his, like, communicator, mm-hmm. and it's Alfred. Yeah. And it says, like, and it's basically his conscience telling him which way to go, or not. But when, Al- when Batman tries to leave, it's revealed that Joker has co-opted all of his bat vehicles as well. Mm-hmm. And so we see a bat plane that has been Jokerified and is 
barreling towards this this new bat yeah this location it's pretty awesome like batman's thrown off balance you know after his big vow that he made earlier about being a better batman now he's like he's drugged and he's addled and he's afraid and he's upset and he's at his he's at the joker university yep uh but essentially batman realizes that the person on the other end is alfred and alfred apologizes to him as the plane like smashes right what i like about this so far is the way in which tynan is tearing him down yes because he's tearing him down in a way that he can rise up from it again yeah there there is there's a problem i've noticed with certain new comic book stories and writers where they're like, we're going to break this character down. We're going to build them back up. And we're going to every, forget everything you ever knew about this character. And it's like, you throw the baby out with the bathwater most of the time, or they, they break them too badly, or right. they throw them too far, or they, or the reveal and the build isn't strong enough to have warranted the breakdown. Right, or the person doing it wouldn't typically be able to do that. Right. You've picked the right antagonist who could do this. Um, and, and like honestly, the way in which it's, they're going about it. I really, I like it. I like yeah. it quite a bit. Yeah. Like, it's not in a way we're like, so far that we're like, Batman does something you can't come back from. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, this is something that he can actually come back from you know, and rise from. Yeah. And like, it will be a triumph when he does. Well, at least in this first. And I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Joker resurrected out. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it was. I, I would love to see. Because. Like, she was like, yeah, she's like, sorry. Bro. Or Damien was like, hey. Yeah, Damien's not in this book, by the way. No, but like could have made a call been like, yeah, we need to do this. I think it's Joker, though. Right. And I think it's because it's all Joker centric and Joker yeah. is playing it very personally. This true. Acquiring the Monarch Theater, playing the Zorro movie, setting it all up, knowing yeah. who he is, but not ever saying it. I think that because also you get Alfred saying he's sorry. That, right. like, that Joker is using Alfred to execute some of these plans. That like the only reason why Joker knew about this suit is because Alfred made it and because he's he brought Alfred back to make it because he's like, listen, well, he if might, I'm gonna break you down, if I'm gonna kill you, if I'm gonna destroy you, you gotta you, everyone's gotta come back. They, he could have also known that though, because they had access to all the computers. Yeah, you that's know what true. I mean? Like they could have just found it. Easily. And like maybe it's not that he brought it back. Maybe he's utilizing some sort of voice mimicking technology. Yeah, you know what I it mean? It could be that it could be that sad. But it could also be that like maybe when Joker accessed Batman's like you know, wealth of knowledge from the cave that like there's a Lazarus protocol. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if ever this, or this happens, like I've synthesized a thing that like makes the Lazarus pit work without making you crazy and stuff. Yeah. Like I can see that happening. Um, so that's, that's the book. The book is just another chapter in the Joker war, which is just like, you know, Batman's brought down. He's yeah. and seemingly killed. I think he's going to like pretend to be dead and hide and, you oh, know, we're going to yeah. break him down more. Sure. I mean, like going off of, I just want to go back really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Like, Alfred does say that, you know, like, I'm sorry, we're all dead, which is kind of what Joker Bat- said. Well, what Batman says that he thinks Joker thinks of the world. Yes, I'm that's like, right. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And, and the whole thing could be a hallucination for Batman. Oh, but I think we're meant to think it's a hallucination because we just set up that he would be hallucinating. In this. Sure. Uh, but anyway, I, I think it's, it's a great issue. I think it's just terrific. Uh, I love Tynan on this book. I think he's doing a good job. It's a good series. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the suit. Because um, there's a lot of opinions about it, and I wanted sure. to talk, I wanted to address them because we we put it in the thumbnail. Um, I think that, that we we've seen the suit and we've seen it with Batman's face in it, and in the image that we've seen, he's smiling. It, like it, and I think that the allusions to like Clooney and Batman Forever and stuff like that are intentional. 
because those movies are goofy and fun and they're supposed to be like lighthearted. Right. And this is Alfred's design for like a hopeful Batman. And I think it's supposed to be that this is a Batman because like Bruce is compelled to be Batman. Mm-hmm. He can't stop. Yeah. But maybe he can win. And if he does, he'll still be Batman, but he can be an image of hope and feel good while wearing it. Right. I mean, I would, I'm like, I'm not saying I'm loving this right now. We've seen, I've seen this one image and I've seen the other image with the face. I didn't like the artist depiction of it. No. So I really can't take it off of there either. I thought the face was weird. Mm-hmm. But this image to me, while I, I do what I'm talking about, I am wondering if it's not supposed to be, I know we already have a title called this, but more of a white knight suit. Because mm. it looks to me more like armor than it does. Yes. It is definitely playing up the whole like. Like dark knight versus like a, like a white knight, a light knight. You know what I yes. mean? Like, you know, a, a force of the light. Yeah. He looks like a knight. Yeah. And the so way like, the cape is falling. I, the I, way I'm, the I'm not saying I like, I'm like behind that 100%, no. but I, that's my interpretation of it. Just seeing it here and the way it's colored. Right. I, I think that it is meant to be, yeah, like it, it's, it's aspirational as opposed to it being practical or expected to be part of a series. Mm. Like I wouldn't expect to see Batman in it except to use it to rise. Like he's like, I haven't, and, and then he'll put it away. You know what I mean? Like maybe he'll wear it to win the store, like to win at the end. And then he'll put it away and being like, I haven't earned it yet, Al. Mm. You know, like, we're not there yet. Yeah. As a way of being like, it's fun. And look at what, like, look at what Alfred thinks, like, a, a, a hopeful Batman needs in his arsenal. And so, like, all of his weapons, maybe they're not, like, as sharp or right. as angry or as, uh, like, offensive. Maybe they're more defensive. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful because it's like, there's no way it's permanent. It's a yet a, it's yet another action figure, and it's like who cares at that point? Batman has so many friggin' suits, right? You know, and you and he's literally wearing a suit that's an homage to the suit you want to see him in all the time anyway. Why not just give him another? Right? Especially if it's blue, it's it's bringing back that whole like feeling of of a hopeful young. And if they ever make another Arkham game, maybe get another suit. <laughs> hey, they'll definitely do that. There's no way they won't, uh, because why not? Know? But yes, especially the belt. The belt is very Schumacher. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I I'm not ag- I'm not against it. I think it's fun. They don't have the redundant bat buckle. No, which I love. I know you. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of the redundant. Yeah. Don't put another bat. You g- it's right here. Well, you don't I mean, need it. Like, what if somebody's really tiny? I don't see that. Then that's the least of your problem. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, I recommend it. Um, I think it's cool. I liked it a lot. I like the reverence that Tynan seems to have for, for Bat mythology, for Bat mythology, but also for Alfred. Yes. Um, you know, as opposed to having a decision made by higher ups to get rid of him. Well, yeah, and and I think that you can expect Alfred to come back by the end of this. Story. I would hope so. I mean, like, I don't want it to be like I want him back, but I don't want it to be in a rushed, inappropriate. I'll take rushed and inappropriate as long as the payoff is like if if we get like a really well executed like reunion between the two of them. You know what I mean? Like if it's Alfred, you know what I mean? If it's like like they they, say apparently they spent a lot of time and effort trying to get you to uh, care about or feel weight for the proposal sequence such that apparently Tom King like really pushed to get David Finch to draw the proposal. Right, right, right. I, I just want to, like, you, when we saw, we, we, when we were digging through those, those dollar bins, yeah, you found that issue that was by Alex Ross of Alfred holding the suit. Yeah. Maybe it's from a dead Batman. Yeah. And it's like, I want a page like that. That was the, um, that was the, yeah, it was the Neil Gaiman 
whatever happened. To oh, to the Cape, Cape Crusader. Crusader. Yeah. It was. Yeah, that was the book. But I, think. I don't remember. But uh, it's, I want an, I want a page like that of like sure. of Batman and Alfred together. I'm just saying, like, I want it back, but like, it's the deed has been done, right? And so, so now earn him back. Yeah, that's fair. That's like a, that's, he's an important character. As long as he's it's earned back, fine. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I won't argue. I don't want a hand wavy. No. You know. Yeah, we'll probably get like one page. Maybe. Explain. Uh, the Titan Zero. X-Men 10 and 11 are also tie-ins to Empire, along with Empire's X-Men series. Neat. I didn't know that. Um, Super Pooper says, My weak theory is the punchline is a literal punchline to the story. There's a lot of setup and seeing every tiny things that has been paying off. Maybe. Yeah, I've heard that theory that, like, she's going to get killed at the end. And it's like, we got you. Like, ha ha ha. You, like, you, like, cosplayed as her and you, like, expected big things. And it turns out, like, she's just a big stupid joke for the Joker. Oh, if you people cosplay, cosplay because they like. Well, I know. I'm just saying, like, but like, you know, like you you got a tattoo of her, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you 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 thought she was a big important character. The next Harley Quinn, and we let you think that, but like, no, I've heard that too. Right. I, I don't think that's what's gonna happen, but I, you know, all right. That's okay. Alex Cash. Thanks for being excellent. Thank you, Alex. There for being excellent. <laughs> thanks for remaining a patron with us. So yes, thank you. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Kenneth Dowling, I feel Batman 95 seems to mirror things from Nolan's Batman films. Even Joker's actions from 93 are like Heath Ledger's Joker. What do you guys think? I'll never put you in a ball, Tiffany Hop. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I maybe. I mean, like, it could be. It, it's probably a love letter to everything that Tynan loves about Batman because, remember, he thought he was done by issue 100. So, like, everything, in, everything that he loves about Batman is mm. serious. Or at least, like, I would expect everything that Tynan loves about Batman and everything that he wants to say about Batman is going to be crammed into Yeah. Because um, he also said he had he had a statement about how he was like, I don't like Batman being super rich. Mm-hmm. I think it solves every problem, and I think that like we need to bring him back to basics where he's wealthy, but he doesn't have like gazillions of dollars. Right, right. So right. like clearly that's an indication as to where he wants to go with that character. So he has plans for that, but that's not like a status quo so much as it is just like an element of his character that you also can't escape from and mm. can't undo immediately. So uh, I, I feel like we're gonna see. Uh, pretty much everything that Tynan has to say about Batman in the next, like, four issues. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Uh, let's recommend some books. Okay, go for it. Uh, what do you think? I, I, Amazing Spider-Man number 45 comes out, Sins Rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read it. We'll see. Uh, no. Mark Bagley. Uh, no, he's not. Sure. Oh, yeah, he is. The artist. I'll, I can't wait. That's exciting. <laughs> That's neat. I want to see what Bagley has to say on an, on a, on an ongoing Spider-Man title for right? this issue. Uh, X-Men 10. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Uh Batman Superman number ten. Uh Josh Williamson, great writer. Nice. And uh what I was hoping for on Batman Superman, we'll see what happens. Uh Empire Three is coming out. Can you believe it? Series is coming out on time. Yeah. Holy crap. It, that's that's you can think about it for sure. Yeah. And it will probably consistently be cool. Hopefully. Uh I have been sleeping on uh, Symbiote Spider Man because they keep insisting on keeping Greg Land on this book. I loved the first volume, the second volume. I bet I would love more because it like ups the ante and plays with characters. This third series, I th- I bet it'd be even more exciting. But the art is only it only gets worse with every issue, so I can't possibly recommend an anti recommend. More like that. I I I wish this could be better. You said that like you were just like I just want you to know that it's out there and don't let its siren call get you. Well, like it should like it should be great, and if there's no excuse. 
Uh, are you going to recommend this book? Um, I was. I saw that it was there. But, like, I'm not, I don't want to recommend tie-ins necessarily, but I will make you aware of if you're interested in the Empire tie-ins that Savage Adventure is going to have a tie-in. Shouldn't, like, but, but aren't they already in the Savage Land? Like, no, I, I don't know where the Savage Land is. Jerry Duggan um, is going to be writing it. Yeah, and you liked his I do Conan. like him, so, but it's a tie-in. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm also going to recommend uh, Hellblazer number eight. Oh, yeah. Coming out. Forward to that. Simon Spurrier thing. Yeah. I really like it. And Plunge number five <gasps> of six. Oh, no. It's the penultimate issue. Is it really ending? Yeah. Did you know it was going to end at six? Wow. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll have a sequel. Plunge two. Plungier. Yeah. Flash. Get the plunger. Yeah. Plunger. <laughs> Uh, Rabel, just a small contribution. Love what you do. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Rab. Appreciate that. And uh, that's it. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us and checking out this episode of Off the Rack. Hopefully, the audio uh, remained. Um, we're playing with our settings. We're trying things out. Yeah, we're uh, trying new things to improve. I, I'm like, I can't even wait for the end of the show. <laughs> but uh, we'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode. Of course, if you want to see more, uh, subscribe to the channel for everything. Click the bell for notifications to be aware of what's happening. Uh, tell a friend we're trying to grow hopefully we can uh, go to patreon.com slash to help support us even more if you want to uh, no obligation thereof and there's nothing there that you can't enjoy on the channel already except for additional stuff mm-hmm. uh, and of course if you want to follow this young lady you can do so at twitter.com slash therealzoobs instagram.com slash therealzoobs and twitch.tv slash comic pop as her playing video games twice a week uh, Tuesdays and Sundays you can catch her hopefully uh, wrap up one of the games she's working on now and move on to the next one it's gonna be very exciting <laughs> Uh, worth checking out. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. I, I hope it is. And uh, if you want to continue this conversation, you can do so by joining the Discord. Keep it civil, keep it cool, and, uh, you know, that's it. So, uh, all descriptions, all links for everything that we do are in the description below this video right now. So, if you just click that thing, you'll see a treasure trove of options subreddits, Twitter handles, Patreons, Discords, uh, Instagrams, it's all there. Click and follow. We do appreciate it, of course. And if not, uh, we'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody, and thanks a lot for watching. Bye. Bye.